Hey, yo, and here we go. Another episode of We Talk Music is on the air and in your ear. Once again, I am often joined by the king of the casters. That's right, it's Mr. Brett Podcast. Brett, we got uh, a whole gaggle of uh, people joining us here today. I know. I think we may have to get them all to introduce themselves to us. Absolutely. I will get them to introduce themselves individually in a moment, but uh, but we are super lucky to have on a very talented uh, band. They're called The Centrics. They sound really good, and I think that everybody should listen to them. But we'll get to that. Uh, for right now, why, do, why don't all of you introduce yourself and tell us what you do in the band? Absolutely. Well, I'm Ave Marcelo. I'm the lead singer of The Centrics, and we got... <laughs> Chris, I play the guitar. Taz Joplin, guitar and some uh, backing vocals. Nice London. <laughs> London Holly, I play bass. Uh, Davis Wright, I play drums. Awesome. And we're <laughs> yes, excellent. I mean, it's it's great to have you all here. I mean, that's that is awesome. So, I mean, first thing, you have a new EP coming out called Act One, and yes. and so you've got Car. some. Yeah, yeah, I know it's it's coming right up, but. Uh, You've got some some re-recorded songs and some fresh songs. Uh, let's talk about about that, but but also your songwriting process. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we started Act One at the basis of when we kind of formed the band. So it really started out with uh, Lady Dynamite, which we have first on the uh, list. We also have a music video out for that one as well. Um, and then it kind of you know for for us, I was a theater kid, so. Our whole name, the Centrix, is based off the word eccentric. Um, and so I remember when we were first looking up, like, hey, what do what do we want to be named? And we were thinking of like one word names. And then, you know, there was a disagreement about maybe the spelling. We don't have <laughs> Chris's and I is only I, I feel over that. If you guys I, are wondering how this leads to writing songs, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, you know, and I think it, getting into it, I think it just kind of goes organically. Uh, a lot of times Chris and I sit down and um, we'll write. He's a guitar player, one of the guitar players in the band. And then, you know, Taz is also a vocalist. So sometimes he'll translate that over to me. <laughs> sometimes I'm like, you know, hey, the, can we do? Uh, I use my voice as an instrument. So <laughs> I'll scat some stuff out and they're like, they, 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 we get the lingo, you know, we, we, we get to talk to one you another and now. maybe I get the lingo. Then Chris somehow gets that and then translates that to everybody yeah, yeah, else. It's but, like hieroglyphics. Yeah, yeah. Cipher, like, <laughs> you can maybe tell based off this interview how, how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know, then we get, get into the room. Uh, you know, Davis will lay down some drums. London uh, gets on the bass and the whole nine. And then we just, yeah, there's times we get in the room and we kind of throw um ideas out there and um jam out but yeah this one to be honest we uh it was songs that we were kind of working on and these were the ones that we were performing out live and and creating a whole like show for and so thus came act one and here we are well, and, and I mean, you couldn't ask for a better uh, EP release party than to be doing it with Dokken. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we are very fortunate. Yes. Yeah, I know. Whiskey and Hollywood and it's it's incredible. I mean, yeah. So are, are you just, are you heading there tomorrow? Is that, uh, is that your plan? Like 5.30. Some of us wow. are tonight. Oh. <laughs> Poor thing. <laughs> See, so yeah, the bass player and I could only afford one night at a hotel, so I'm leaving tomorrow morning. But <laughs> it'll be a fun show. Yes, it will. We're very excited for the opportunity and to also be able to do something live, but then for it to come out, you know, for those of us that uh, aren't uh, able to come see the show in L.A., we do have a lot of support family and friends coming out, and um, we've gotten to play a couple of shows here that, this past year, so we played the Whiskey um at the beginning of the year and we also did the rainbow's 51st anniversary party which was awesome and um i think you know we've we last time we played in la was july and now we're back we're going to be um back here in phoenix opening up for hinder december 3rd uh marquee theater we'll be back out in la uh, uh december 30th with faster pussycat so it's like a good way to launch off some potential shows coming up for next year which we'll be announcing on our social media and stuff so definitely I would say those of us that are listening, definitely make sure to follow us. But yeah. And the podcast when too. <laughs> <laughs> when you're when you're going to a venue like the Rainbow or the Whiskey, 
Can you feel the history when you're playing? Can you feel the I, history of those rooms? Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> aside, aside from the like, yeah, it comes was all around. It's yeah. it's a lot like a time machine, at least for me, because that's what I've always loved as far as music goes. So it's almost a hall of legends. You go into the rainbow, you see all of these photos, your heroes sitting the same tables where you're you know, currently sharing a pizza with your bandmates. Mm-hmm. And the whiskey, the dressing rooms are just coated with signatures all over the walls. It's it's an incredible experience, and we're honored every time we're there. Signatures, yeah. <laughs> signatures, <laughs> signatures. Yeah, graffiti Absolutely. of Some all phone numbers. <laughs> if you look, we'll <laughs> For a good time, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, one of the first shows we played at the whiskey, there is like some there's somebody got a video and I remember like being up on stage and it was super crazy. And I, I do costume changes and stuff. And so one towards our last song, which we do uh, lady, lady dynamite typically. Um, and so when, when I went to do like my little reveal or my costume change, I threw my top back and it landed directly on the microphone and then just like looped around. And I was like, that, that had to be like, I don't know, Hollywood rock and God, like, <laughs> Like how how freaking cool was that? <laughs> I'm just saying, I I'm spiritual. I, I I think the place has some magic and some energy that, that got left there. Absolutely, <laughs> they get added to the show. <laughs> these these guys are like she's crazy. <laughs> I, I just out of question you can answer that he hasn't asked us yet. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> Like like, 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 you're, you're talking, she's like that. That actually was it. I don't. question here then is, how did you all come together as a band? How did you all meet? And like, how did it? How did you form? By mail. <laughs> By, <laughs> yeah, d- divine intervention. Yeah. All is above. Yeah. A few years. A few years ago. Uh, well, currently, I was living like an hour outside of Phoenix, and I was looking to start a band, you know, looking for a singer. So I went online, and I found uh, Destiny was also looking for a singer. Yep. So we met up at Alice Cooper's uh, Solid Rock uh, Foundation over in Phoenix, and they had, like, rehearsal rooms there. So me and Des got together and, you know, kind of learned a couple cover songs and, you know, to see if it clicked, and then it did. And then uh, through the years, we had a couple different, like, incarnations of, like, uh, you know, players, like, playing drums and guitar and, and everything. But then 2020, met Taz, and... Funny enough, like we found out, like they're talking about like our love, like Slash and Miles Candy, that we were both at the same like shows at different years before we'd ever even met each other. Like, you know, when Slash came to Van Buren and whatnot. Uh, and then London met her at a one of our first shows yeah. ever, like 2019, 2020. Club Red and all that. Yeah. yeah. And then Davis, also around the same time, we were playing in separate bands, but we kind of knew of each other. And it was funny enough because I met him at a, a guitar store randomly. I went in there to get some strings, but he was like working the front counter, and but we didn't recognize each other at first. And then as I'm about to leave, like he's like, "Oh yeah," I just like was like, "Wait a minute, I think I know this guy." So I was like, "Are you?" Th-? And tricks like as he's walking out, he's like, "Oh yeah," I'm like, "I was that really? I was the drummer for that really bad metal band <laughs> you guys played with in Club Red to go." <laughs> Dude. It, it was it was wild because you know we were playing on like necessarily playing on stopping by that day and it was just you know, kind of serendipitous how it happened you know happened oh, to be yeah. there <laughs> so and you know you know long story short it's kind of how we all came together mm-hmm. you know it's it's funny because Brett and I we're old I mean just look at us so old <laughs> you know especially Brett I mean look at him so old <laughs> and uh, I mean here you guys are all young you guys are all young there's the, the perception that the young people aren't listening to music. This rock and roll anymore, you know? What do you guys think of that? Gene Simmons well, was wrong. Rock yeah. isn't dead. <laughs> I have too many friends and coworkers who are a bunch of like varying different ages, and every time we have a new release come out, everyone's always complimenting it. So it's just like there's a there's a difference between what sells and then music that has a purpose and that comes from an emotional standpoint because you can't fake that. People feel that through the speaker. Uh, so I think that's you know, rock is just kind of this flavor that can speak to a lot of people. It's just how you express those emotions. Yeah, I always say it's like a lifestyle. You know what I mean? Like I didn't, I didn't choose it. It chose me in some respect. Like I, no, and I, and I mean it in the sense of 
you know, um, I didn't think I was going to be a rock singer, but when I look back at all of the influences I had, even myself personally, or even listening to like the band, it's pretty crazy. Like I loved Shania Twain growing up. Well, the person doing a lot of her production was Mutt Lang. She was married to him and, you know, uh, or Pat Benatar is a big influence, Gaga, like David Bowie, Freddie Mercury, and, and these people that perform. And I really think, you know, music transcends and some some of it is timeless. And like Taz was saying, it comes from an emotion and you have to, um, it has to come from a raw, real place. And there's something about the music that we make. Um, and, you know, when, when we're thinking about the, the story, a lot of times it's like, like I said, from a theater perspective, I was an actor like I did acting and stuff. And I'm always like, oh, you know, it's kind of like the orchestra fit. And like, here we are, like also being actors at the same time. And um, yeah, I, you know, with, with rock, it comes from your soul, it comes from your heart and your soul. And um, whether you're bearing that in, a, in some kind of fast paced, rugged way, or, you know, you're ripping out your heart and showing people uh, while a guitar string is playing or the drums are, you know what I mean, in your face or, uh, <laughs> or, it's, or it's a ballad. You know, yeah. There's something there's something magical and beautiful to it. So and I think people that resonates with people, whether you're young, old, that age is age is a number. <laughs> yeah. Well, Brett's old. I mean, look at him. So no, old. But, uh, you're young. Don't let him pick on you. <laughs> young, it's young at heart. That's fine. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. I mean, make sure that that counts. So uh <laughs> no, but uh, how much effort then is put into the lyrics? It sounds like, I mean, you're, you're, it sounds like something that's a very important part of the, of your music. When I'm listening to it, I'm thinking, okay, these guys, they're actually putting the effort into the lyrics. They're not just going for what rhymes. Yeah, absolutely. And it, you know what? A lot of it does come from a personal place. Before I had met the Centrix and, and was in the band and it became my, my band and something I was a part of, I never shared the lyrics I was writing or I was, I didn't feel comfortable to write lyrics with, with other um, musicians and, and also hear their perspective on things, tie that into to things. And I think like being the singer, it's, it's, um, you know, it's, I used to like write stuff when I was young and stories. I feel like honestly, it's just a way of like storytelling and letting people in and some of the art that I like grew up loving. Um, and falling in love with the artists that I would fall in love with, they always had something to say. And that to me was like, man, I, I want to do that. Like I, I find something special in that there's so much going on in the world that I think divides people. And it's like, you know, there's something that can bring, bring others together. And I think that that's music and there's something beautiful with that. So I definitely do think about what I'm, what we're saying. And um, same with these guys. I mean, we all, it's a band, it's collective where we're all putting in the, in the work, but yeah, it's storytelling for sure. Was there ever a point, I guess, where it was difficult to kind of be yourselves around each other? I, what do y'all think? <laughs> I think the silence is telling. Yeah, yeah. I think it's one of those uncomfortable things that's just, it's hard to kind of talk about, but we all understand when we feel that, that, that difficulty you know i i think the way um just how the band's kind of going just the way the schedule of things works out whenever something does kind of happen there's always enough time where we're not you know in a room together where enough time passes where when we do come back together it's it's easy to kind of talk about those things and get back on track to back to like a, a productive song right you know getting back to like creating new new songs and all that kind of stuff but um, for sure, you know, we're we're all five unique, different individuals that come from different backgrounds. So it's 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 definitely times where we're going to run into to, to moments where we're not all comfortable and, you know, sunshine and rainbows with each other. Yeah. <laughs> so who's the one then? I mean, everybody probably plays a role. Who's the who's the one who makes people laugh? Who's the one who is kind of, you know, keeps everybody in, in gear? Who, <laughs> who, who plays what role? <laughs> he's like Zom the class clown <laughs> I, I live to entertain is what I do <laughs> we all just suckle when you like you just like slide over <laughs> surprisingly he's kind of the head of the helm though too like you know what I mean when we're all like yes sir because he kind of put, but but London London's their own boss too like I think everybody gets their own like you know what I mean? We all kind of have our moments, I think, where we lead lead certain roles. Like, I 
I'm into all like the costumey stuff and and gimmicky stuff that I, <laughs> you know, or you know, that type of thing. But yeah, it's what are y'all's roles? I mean, I think everybody has <laughs> a part to play. Yes, Chris is the jokester, but I've always. Are you okay? Yeah, I love you guys. The way I look at it, I mean, Chris is absolutely integral to the songwriting. Taz, you're always going to reminding us to look at things from separate perspectives that I might not have originally considered. And for better or worse, whether we agree or not, you always have a unique take on things that I, as an artist and band member, really appreciate. We're we already let her monologue. We're just gonna. You look very nice on stage. Wow. Ah, no, oh, shucks. Really, she's an incredible writer and. Really, I mean, this EP that's coming out tomorrow, it's a very chronological one, at least from my take, that tells a story that leads, you know, each song leads into another. I think my forte has always been the business side, the booking, the networking. And Davis keeps us all sane, keeps in the room, reminds us when we're getting too heated that we're all actually supposed to like each other. So everybody plays a part. Now, London, one of the things. That, yeah. One of the things that I saw on your bio, especially, I mean, you talk about the 80s, like the Sunset Strip music, and of course, I mean, that's that's totally oh, our jam. Where I said I was rejecting Guitar Hero character design. <laughs> but, but you know, I, I'm interested, like, as a band, how did you kind of cohesively build your sound? Divine intervention? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Just makes of shared interests uh, just kind of gelled together uh, <laughs> i think that's yeah i mean any of our playlists if you find us on our music platforms it's just a complete weird amalgamation of everything mm -hmm. like i remember dave says going through yours once and there was some, what was songs like christina aguilera or something right next to nothing more oh like ellie goulding yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, excuse me how is the slipknot and white girl music i don't know <laughs> yeah, the same way i mean obviously we have Lady Gaga, we have Guns N' Roses. You know, every once in a while, it comes something like a new punk song. So I think a lot of it is trying not to pigeonhole ourselves. Yep. <laughs> Shout out to a... No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but I think there's a lot of variation between our songs, too, which you'll be able to hear even on the EP. The difference between songs like Time versus Help Me Now, which is another new one that you'll catch tomorrow paired with the re-recording. So we're not just identifying with a certain sound, I think. A lot of the new material writing fluctuates a bit as well. I'll say that I don't take that one. Yeah, I mean, I really feel like, <clears throat> you know, being a front person, I look at my responsibility as in like, I am a character, but then I could also tell different perspectives or stories. I think there's a lot to, the, to a human, right? There's a lot to um, somebody. And usually people are playing different roles. And I love that concept with like a band um the, you know so i and and i think you we have different emotions there's different types of rock like i love my favorite question is when people are like oh what kind of band are you in i'm like oh i'm like in a hard rock band it kind of has a sound gelled between like 80s and 90s rock but then there's times where i'm thinking about this newer stuff and i'm like man we're gonna like trip people out because it's it's gonna sound you know but it's still us because we're the ones making it we're the ones with the flavor behind it you know and um I think thinking of that intent of like, oh yeah, well, characters sometimes have different moments or different uh, parts of the story, right? Like, or there's, you know, there's act one alluding to a possible act two, <laughs> um, you know, but yeah, it, it's, I think we were just like, look, we're a band starting out. We got to think of our branding, you know, when it comes to like London was saying like the business side of stuff, it's just, we are ourselves, you know what I mean? And, and I think through that, um, Part of the flavor is understanding like, okay, well, I'm playing this from my heart, my soul, how I'm feeling right now. Like, you know, like some of it could be, I think a lot of it ties into the music. I, we would write the music and then I would try, we would, the way that I looked at it was like, all right, what are these songs all saying? There has to be some kind of common element, you know, and I'm sure it's like the compare and contrast chart, like type of a thing. There can be things that are different, but I think some things have fundamental, um, Alignment to a diagram, not yeah. a circle. Yeah. <laughs> Grass. <laughs> as as all good rock and roll should have. Yeah, yeah, and I think rock. One of the things that you know is cool about rock and roll is it just, it really does just come from the heart and soul. It derived from like the blues, and you know, I think all of that stuff. Even country, it has like a certain sound. There's certain types of you know 
sounds and we're playing with them all. We're painting. <laughs> we're just artists. At, at well, even even here to, you know, like your first three singles, each of them has a different sound. Yeah. You know, I mean, here's the sound the same as, you know, Lady Dynamite. And, and like, it's a very, I'm already seeing a progression. So, I mean, how much more of that are we going to see in this, in this EP? Yeah. Well, There's yeah, a lot of variations. These two new unheard songs are unlike the other three you've heard. So. I think that's the beauty of what this release is going to be. This release is kind of, you know. There's depth to it. Yeah. You know, this is an opportunity to show what all these you know, all these songs are diff they all have their own individual story of how they were created. And then there, you know, there's even another layer or whatever the lyrics mean. You know, there's a story of how those came to be. Um and I think that kind of translates some to what you hear, you know, what emotions we were feeling at the time in a room. And that's just kind of what stuck. Uh and I, you know, it's been so long and now they finally are at this moment we're about to release. It's I know, just uh I know. Yeah. I think it's just kind of uh, there's gonna be a big change from each song and it's just an opportunity to see a nice collection of how we sound. We wanted to give an experience too, like just because we're a band coming out, you know, I think it's good to just kind of take your best shot. Right. And um, we really did want it to, to give the listeners a, an experience. I think now everybody's streaming music um, and they're, they're not, it's hard for people to want to like buy a record or like go out and like do that. Cause it's just not the culture. Like, Right now, it's like it's it's all about, you know, streaming and singles and that type of a thing. So we did this EP to A, try to showcase some of our sound and who we are and B, be like, you know, hey, this is what we want to do with the show. Um, this is the idea. So whether you're listening to it, whether you're seeing it live, whether, you know, you're watching it on TV on a music video, um, you might get a different perspective of, of the thing that you're hearing or, or uh, it might all kind of correlate and you might have your own beautiful like meaning for it you know I, yeah and that's like why we do what we do that's i try not to say i'm just a musician but an artist and i think these guys are too and um you know a band is just a form that we get to be able to to do this uh, as collaborators together in the spaces in which uh, we might fall short like uh, i can't play the bass i can't play the guitar I can't, I sure as heck can't I play also the drums. Can't play <laughs> <laughs> I've tried, I've tried all of them. Jesse's not even the best singer in the band. Amen! <laughs> I'm just the performing monkey in heels. <laughs> she seems a little shy. <laughs> this is, yeah, she's just, just really laid back. I don't, I don't know, I don't get it, but. <laughs> oh my God, we're like, no, we really are all like family, if you, if you can't sound like it's, it's interesting because like you may know all kinds of stuff about your family. Sometimes like family can mean a lot of things. You could be distant family. You could be family that's together. We get together once a week in a room and like, but we also send stuff and, and we're communicating and we're business partners and that kind of a thing too. But you know, I guess we like, we each send other. We like for each business other partners. A it's bit. a meme chat. It's just <laughs> Don't let them fool you. They try to act all rough and tough, but they're, yeah, they're pretty no, cool cats. They're that's pretty cool people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know so then when is it like at what point in each of your lives did you kind of realize that a you were talented in music and music was going to be your thing uh for me there was no other option i was not good at very many things but then i picked <laughs> up a guitar and i was like hey we got a shot ladies and gentlemen let's do it <laughs> <laughs> I started out seeing uh, like on the uh, Back in Black video with you know ACDC with Angus Young playing the red guitar. I'm like, oh, I want to do that, and I happen to have one in the closet. And I was like, well, you know, golf's not exactly working out, so let's try this. And then uh, it somehow stuck, and here we are. Have you been golfing with Alice? Have you? Yo, know, one day we can dream. We can dream. Uh, for me personally, um, I think when I realized I had some sort of talent in this field, it was anywhere between somewhere between freshman year and sophomore year of high school. Uh, I finally started taking lessons at a school of rock in North Scottsdale. Um, and that's where I learned most of my, you know, techniques and all, all the musical theory that just gave me the base fundamentals for how I know how to play. But, uh, 
all my life ever since back then, ever since I was about three years old and I learned how to ice skate, I wanted to be an ice hockey player all my life. Uh, so I was always an ice hockey goalie, played all the way up until uh, college at one year, one year at NAU, and that was fun. But uh, when COVID hit, I started, uh, grades started slipping and I realized I wasn't at school for the degree. I was just there to play hockey. And then if my grades are bad enough, I wasn't even going to be able to play. So decided uh after a, a nice conversation with the parents and they reassured me made me feel better about the decision you know we said you know we're not going to continue nau uh and i had one day in the studio just playing guitar and it was like from noon to 8 p.m but it felt like 10 minutes had gone by and that's when i realized i really wanted to do music as a career and it was shortly around that time when chris had found me on band mix and then you look at little coincidences like how we had a lot of similar interests in slash and alt bridge and we're actually at shows without actually meeting each other. It was like rushing shoulders. It's just kind of this weird story. Uh, and so, yeah, ever since then, I've had my tryout with these guys and I've been a part of the band ever since. I've just always been invested in, because, you know, ever since being a part of this band, there's been these new cool little opportunities and you can see the progression of this band going. And just, I mean, being here, this is, this is super awesome going about to go to the whiskey yeah. our first album about to come out i remember like i mean some of these songs that are on this album were written before i was even a part of this band so that's just to go to show how wide of a range of how long these songs have been around that's why how different they sound so that's that's my kind of story <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i grew up performing my uh i have a twin sister and so my twin and i we were like a performing like duo and we would go out and, and um, raise money and uh, our mom made all of our clothes growing up and so we had matching outfits and the whole nine and so I really it was alleged my first word was music and uh, by one of my parents and honestly like I I went through a period in my life where I didn't sing at all <laughs> um, and I wasn't performing I wasn't doing anything and that was heartbreaking for me like it was tough and you know, I was just kind of focusing on school and, and that type of a thing. And I think one day at a concert, I realized like, you know, I'm asking people around me, like, can you see me doing that? And they're like, no, like we've never even heard you sing before. <laughs> never even heard you do any of that stuff. And, you know, um, any who's fast, fast forward into the, into the future and stuff. And I, after that show, I decided to get on fan mix and I started, you know, talking with Chris and honestly, like, I don't think I thought I had a shot until I was in the band because like I was performing as a kid I was doing things but I never really felt comfortable sharing my work like I think I just guarded it so much I was somebody who was like I was writing in my room I'd sit there and rehearse and and you know try to study I mean I have a love for the arts and and music and performing and all that stuff but yeah you know I don't think I still I think I'm in awe of what we get to do um and the opportunities that that we have so I don't know. I don't know if I've figured that out, like that I know I'm talented, <laughs> like any of that. But, you know, we're blessed to have the opportunities that, that we're having. And I'm just going to keep doing what I do and what we do. And yeah, so <laughs> I have a love for it. Well, we can tell. <laughs> <laughs> a love for talking, too. <laughs> for me, I mean, there was no definitive point I can throw back to to where I realized it was coming based because... One, that's probably yet to come, but two, I, my story, I've always loved music. I've always, I mean, you read my bio, I've always loved the 80s, Skid Row, Doc, and I'm thrilled for tomorrow. I played guitar for a couple of years, but I just loved music itself. And then Chris reached out to me about two years ago, and we'd met about two years prior to that. And I was in a separate band at the time, he was doing his thing. But he hit me up and he's like, hey, do you play bass? We're trying to put together a lineup for this project. And I had never played bass in my life. I'd never picked one up. But I remembered how much I admired them, how much I loved their music, their sound, just the band as a whole. So I just sort of went for it. I told him I had, I had a fool for a little while, like maybe two, three days. <laughs> but you did great. <laughs> but they were kind of taking me on full time after that. And it's all, it's been an evolution since then. I mean, learning how to be a bass player for sure, but how to be a business person. You have to be in a band to learn how to be in a band. And that is something that never stops. I mean, every day, you can take this a number of ways, but every day it's something new with this guy. But <laughs> it really is. And yeah. like like they mentioned earlier, every new opportunity to come by is just still so, so exciting. I mean, yeah, just honored. 
it it truly is an honor to do everything we get to do. We went from you know, winning that Alice Cooper competition, which is why this lineup was formed. And in recent years, certain members of the band gotten to judge that same competition, be looked up to in that way. We've played all over the Southwest. We've put music out. We've done some really, really cool things. So I'm grateful for it every single day. Uh, yeah, I'm still waiting for the day where I find out I'm talented. Um, haven't found that. No. Um, in all actuality, I'm I am the type of person where like I can't just like dip my toe into anything. I, I have to get like absolutely as involved as humanly possible. And I have like a very wide array of like random interests, um, like from cars to rock climbing to anything outdoors. But I, I, I I'll get like way too into all of them and have to know everything about all of them and do it all. And for music, it was when I was just, I was a really little kid. I saw a video of one of my favorite drummers from Event Sevenfold playing, and that's when I was like, "Ooh, ooh, I need to do that." Um, I had already had a pretty extensive background with piano, so I was somewhat familiar with music. Um, but you can only play like master puppets on the piano for so long before you're like, "What am I doing?" <laughs> uh and so i picked up a few other instruments i picked up guitar and drums along the same time and uh yeah well uh i'm not better than either of those guys so guitar is out uh so i stuck with drums and and uh yeah just been just been having fun learning more and more you can sing a little bit too i think I they, yeah they all they all can hit a note <laughs> <laughs> how important then was it to to win the the alice cooper competition then and fairly pivotal, at least how I see yeah. it, because that was the biggest stage by far that any of us had played on at that point. That was a celebrity theater in Phoenix, 3,000 people opening for somebody we'd all listened to since childhood. Oh, yeah. So it was very much trial by fire, but it was so fulfilling, too. And I, I remember that being the last time I ever got starstruck, because one, it doesn't really get better than that. And two, it was just when I realized, oh, wait, we can do this, too. We're just like all of these people I've always looked up to. So... For me, at least, that was a very deciding day. How oh, then, you know, how important as well is is like the, the Solid Rock Foundation? They helped us out quite a bit. Of course, this competition was run through that organization. But like I mentioned earlier, both Chris and I have been invited back in the last two years since we won to judge the same competition. We've been provided with the number of opportunities by The Rock. We've done interviews we've done shows we've done magazines we've done podcasts it's just they've been a fantastic resource and we're recording a song there this might be the most incredible bit of help we've received from them with lita ford wow. so they set up that connection and offered their facility for us to use to record in their studio and we meet with her every once in a while work on some music and we really owe a great deal to them they've been very good to us Absolutely. And it was one of the places that the band first met. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, like the first time I ever met Chris, the first time we ever wrote a song in a room was actually in one of the practice spaces. I was, I was a little older <laughs> for the age. Cause it's um the, the uh, teen center. They basically, I think it's 12 to 25. 12 to, yeah. So 12 to 25 um, for the competition. But I think you have to be like 20 to still like go to the center to, um, and then from there you can kind of like volunteer and help, but they're doing a ton for like the Phoenix community. I know for like myself growing up, I didn't grow up with like a lot of money and resources and stuff. And so that something like that is, is crucial. You know what I mean? To have um, for you to be able to, to learn, Hey, am I good at this? Or like the fact that they even have, um, that within the community they have like three or four different like campuses they're building their third yeah. yeah so you know they're offering quite a bit to the, to the arizona community and i know people will fly in their kids for the competition and stuff i think yeah, and yeah. yeah so it's a it's a big thing jordan sparks is the winner of the very first uh, uh proof competition i think in like the solo artist and obviously she's a big name from phoenix and um you know it's it's an honor to be able to be like hey we've we won that because the first time we went and tried to do it, um, we w made it to the semifinals, uh, but, you know, we didn't make it all the way. And then we did it that second time. And that was a big reason, like, you know, Chris and I were like, you know, coming up with a name for the band and like, you know, trying to do all that. And there was one version of like the Centrix and 2020 hit. And then 
you know, then we met these guys and um, yeah, I, I wouldn't, we wouldn't be a band. I don't think <laughs> without it. So yeah. And like yeah. Said, part of it was because of them. So Absolutely. we're very grateful. Did you have any, uh, anybody come in and uh, mentor you who was like uh, one of those, oh my God, I can't believe I'm talking to this person moments. Lita, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was really yeah, cool. She's incredible. So, <laughs> shout out to Lita Ford for being a huge resource. I mean, she's so knowledgeable and experienced in the industry, but she's mm -hmm. also so understanding what our vision is. So she's great to work with. She also brings us trail mix. So you know what? Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> and teaches me vocal warm-ups and it's just awesome and she knows how to pull stuff out of people you know she's a real artist and it's it's incredible to like be in the room with somebody like i remember seeing the runaways movie like with kirsten stewart and dakota fanning and that was badass like that was awesome and i remember seeing that like pop up on pay-per-view and being like what the hell is this and then you know <laughs> it's it's their story and like you know the, the, the journey the stuff that they put up with you know what i mean to pave the way to be where they are and especially for um you know female artists and musicians and stuff that's a big deal um i wouldn't be able to be in my band i don't think <laughs> but you know i know it's it's, it's it's really cool to be able to to um, talk with her and have her mentor us and she's she's an awesome she's an awesome person she has mm -hmm. a good heart <laughs> what a story she has here like you say it's just what a yeah. life what yeah and for her to be hanging out with us in the room, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like, you're so cool. <laughs> she does. Yeah. Yeah. She actually that's, likes us. Cool. She'll check in. She's, she's awesome. She's so cool. Yeah. It's How special. The center's been awesome and, you know, yes. helping us out quite a bit, connecting us with, you know, a lot of opportunities and stuff, including, like I said, the podcast and everything. So we're very thankful for him. And yeah. we've uh, talked to Cheryl Cooper and, we met Alice and stuff, and even like, you know, there's affiliation even within the the solid rock and like uh, things like that. But for one of the producers that's like working on it is, um, you know, there's affiliation and stuff. So it's that's awesome. Yeah. All right, real quick then, one time, best Alice Cooper song from each of you. Go. No more Mister Nice Guy. I'm '70s Alice all the way. I'm gonna go schools <laughs> out. God. Yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm 18. <laughs> Bed of nails for me. Mm. Uh, poison. Poison. Yes. Yes. Bed of nails. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. <laughs> what about y'all? Might as well be on Mars is actually one of my favorites from the Hey Stupid album. Oh, very nice. You know what? I I I didn't know that, but that's actually my favorite Alice song too. <laughs> but but yeah, that yeah, that being that. said, Dada is my favorite Alice Cooper album. So that one, not. But yeah, uh, right. concept record that he did, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, there's some great stuff, great stuff in there that he probably doesn't remember. <laughs> oh. You know what's so, a great song he did? He did a song for uh, the Man with the Golden Gun, the James Bond movie. Mm -hmm. They ended up not. It's a great song. <laughs> It's like Alice Cooper, like you wouldn't expect. It's just so different. It's great. I mean, we love Alice. I've seen him 10 times easy. Just a lot of it being what he does through the rock. And he's incredible live. You have to give him so much credit because he was the original. I mean, even he plays Snakebite and comes out with a bow around his neck. We'll never be that cool. It's 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 true. He is just so cool that, that you and and the fact that he's like 76 years old and still going out there and doing it and can we talk about that i want what they have yeah. <laughs> we'll get you a hat Props. we can do that <laughs> yeah there's no question about that now are you are you guys involved in any way in the christmas pudding show this year not this year i was fortunate enough to be able to judge the competition so i'm not going to say at hand in shaping that, but I was fortunate enough to meet every single artist who came through an audition this year, and there's some incredible talent. So the finals are actually this Sunday. We might be driving back from LA. If we can get back in time, I'd love to catch it. There's some fantastic talent, and the guests, of course, there's Alice. Then there's Quiet Riot featuring mm -hmm. Ruby Sarzo, who's another valuable mentor to this band, Nancy Wilson of Heart, and Sammy Hagar. So it'll be a really, really cool show. Check it out if you can. Tickets are on sale, and it'll be December 9th. Don't quote December, it's, it's it is sold out, yeah. So yeah, 
It's really, really fantastic. Yeah. It's popular. Uh, Davis, I, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to step on you when you you said poison, right? I was, I was still yeah, thinking. I was yeah. still, I started saying yeah. things. That was my fault. I shouldn't have done that. Oh, you're good. It's a great song. It is. It is. Love it. That was one of the songs that truly got got me into Alice uh, at that moment. So wild. Every rocker has some sort of backstory to that song. Um. <laughs> now. How is it, um, you know, just ask a few more questions here. Like, how how is it that you try to cut through all the other bands and to try to, you know, get where you're trying to go? I can take this one. We don't. Because we have a show coming up, <laughs> Tempe, that we're playing. It's one opening for Hinder. And there's some friends on that. I'll give them a shout out. Their name's Arsenic Kitchen in their Phoenix space. And we love them dearly. We're so stoked to play that show with them. I love the Arizona music scene because everybody knows everybody. And if you form a good rapper with them, it can be so uplifting, so supportive. So when you go to these shows, I've gotten to shows we haven't been playing and I've seen people wearing our shirts. So while what we do internally as a band to get ahead is different, there's no trying to cut through anybody because these are our friends, these are our people. And there's so many names I can list right now that in the Arizona music scene that are worth interviewing in the same podcast because it's a really, really rich and diverse, just, again, music scene. Yeah, that's interesting because I don't know that we think about, I mean, I mean, of course, when you think about music scenes, you do think about New York. I mean, you think about L.A., you think about all <laughs> these places like that. But but yeah, Arizona, I mean, I, I wouldn't think about that as a music scene. Everybody really knows everybody. It's very intimate, I would say, but once you're in, it's a it's a very, very supportive network. And there's a lot of talent out here. I mean, I feel like it's just, it's kind of crazy. But and even when we go play shows in other places, we'll run into people that are from Phoenix or Arizona or like, we're like, oh man, like that's so cool. And you wouldn't, I know some people, they don't rep it. We are proud to be from here for sure. And you know, it's, there's no change in that, <laughs> that type of thing. You are from, you know, you, you are from where you are. Right. And uh, like London was saying, like, it's all about uplifting. And even with the in places where you are meeting other bands or you're meeting other people and they might come from a different city or a different scene, you know, we're all trying to do the same thing. And it's made, we have a love for music. We have a love for, you know, the arts or the passion for performing or getting up and doing the thing that we, we all love. So it's kind of like, tearing somebody down from doing the thing that they love. That's just, that's me. <laughs> I know it's all business and stuff like that, but you know, you can lift each other up. And I think it is, there is value um, to, to lifting up other bands. Hell, they, they might be able to, you guys might be able to grow your audiences and stuff together. And I think when you look at the documentaries or you look at things about how bands were like out on the road, you know, there were a lot of different bands that, bands that crossed sectors that were from different places playing in the same time. So it's just, you know, today's right now. And why not meet all these crazy, incredible, talented people who are doing the same thing? And there's there's a likeliness to it. And, you know, get everybody on board. <laughs> Can you imagine those spending 300 days together on the road? I would make it. <laughs> Come on. Give it to me. <laughs> these guys are like, we're dropping her off at the next stop. <laughs> <laughs> like by the way she don't drive so she's stuck with one of us <laughs> yeah there we go that's me every show I've, I've driven in the trunk once before one time one time a couple weeks ago <laughs> we'd have a blast i think we do a lot of funny stuff yeah we live our best yeah. <laughs> citation none i don't know we've we've uh... We've been doing this 13 years, and uh, we have heard a lot of stories about uh, times on the tour bus and what that got to be like and the pranks <laughs> yeah. that are pulled and the different things and the different There's things that different... people do to uh, yeah, the when the toilet breaks and the different things that goes on. <laughs> you can't believe it. So, But there was a tour in which Skid Row and Bon Jovi went out together, and they just got so sick of each other, they started pulling like really awful pranks. And I know for the last show... Uh, the Bon no Skid Row guys put Tabasco all over Bon Jovi's microphone. <laughs> so I think we would devolve pretty quickly. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, and that's why you play it nice. <laughs> <laughs> how how long how long are your sets uh, like right now? Like so, for instance, I mean, especially like tomorrow, and then the the set with Hinder. 
Tomorrow is a support set and so is the hinder one. Those are typically about 30 minutes. But when it's an independent gig playing out in Arizona, we could go, it ranges. Sometimes it's 30 minutes, sometimes closer to an hour, hour and a half. Yeah. How do you how do you get enough music to kind of play for that hour and a half? Write a fair bit, pretty much. Just have <laughs> Russell Rue yeah, we'll have her talk and... a lot in between sets. <laughs> that, I do a couple. No more problem. Now, <laughs> they do submit. The, it's, Michelle, huh? the whole nine. Yeah. You know, we get we get on the show. <laughs> and if all else fails, you know, we just you know, start telling jokes until people start to leave. Yeah, Chris yeah. loves that one. <laughs> That's his favorite. <laughs> Give me your favorite joke. Give me mine. Oh, you know, it's hey. highbrow. I don't know if it works. Highbrow. <laughs> oh yeah. No. Well, man walks into a psychiatrist's office wearing nothing but saran wrap. Psychiatrist looks it. at him and says, "Well, I can clearly see you're nuts." <laughs> you mind if I steal that one? That's fantastic. <laughs> That's a good one. You, you use it on stage. <laughs> just right before we go on. <laughs> Dude, my, my favorite that I ever heard was uh, it was Justin Hawkins from The Darkness. He was in an oh. interview talking about if a live gig ever goes wrong, just strip down naked and start crying because people at the show will always remember that. <laughs> they performance. It all goes to shit. Just strip down. <laughs> it's all on fire anyway. <laughs> you can redact that part. <laughs> Oh come on, that that's rock and roll. That, that's, that's... <laughs> not officially endorsed by the We Talk podcast. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you what. Uh, you know, I'm heading down uh, for actually the Christmas pudding show. So, you know, there there is a chance that that I will be able to make the Tempe show, and uh, that would be fantastic. Yeah, love to see you. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. I promise, we'll give a show. <laughs> <laughs> I have no doubt of that. But uh, <laughs> you guys are obviously amazing, and and I do urge everybody to go out and listen to your music because it is wonderful. I mean, you know, the vocals are strong, the music is strong, and uh, and there's a lot that you guys have to offer. So thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so thank much for having us. us. So yeah. Anyways, um, please uh, take this time to uh, to plug yourself and to tell everybody how they can find you, keep up with you, everything like that. Yeah, absolutely. Spotify. I, I, <laughs> I was just going to give them the spelling of our name. They're probably like, how do you spell that? What is that? Centrix? Is that a C or an S? <laughs> but it's a T-H-E-S-I-N-T-R-I-C-S. You guys can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, um tiktok tiktok yeah spotify, tiktok can't forget it apple spotify apple music, music amazon music youtube yeah so google you could google if you look us, us yeah. up we're probably there <laughs> and our shows pop up and all that we got our website but thank you so much for having us on this show and um we look forward to seeing you guys again and <laughs> thank you thank you really yeah, awesome. to, to the thank you. Yeah, absolutely. To see you. okay it's amazing i will do my best sorry it's not easy to interview five people at once. It can be like herding cats. This is a pleasure. Awesome. So thank you very much. Absolutely. Wonderful. Thank you so much once again for the opportunity and having us on tonight. Uh, no problem. It, it, it has been a treat. Keep kicking ass. Thank, thank you. You guys too. You guys much love. Good night. Good night. I spent my life wondering where I would go I was feeling kind of lost, but time will only show Thought I had my life back, but I passing through the waves I was headed for the tide before I knew it came my way The sky is me, find me but time
So here I am. I'm on.